ever desire to walk more closely with God? That should be the desire of every Christian. Join us today as Pastor Rander looks at a man that the Bible says had a unique walk with God in this message, Enoch, a man who walked with God. He will be teaching from Genesis chapter number 5, verses 22 through 24. Now let's listen in. Enoch's life pleased God because Enoch was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verses 5 through 6 says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Enoch was a man of faith. Enoch, while on earth, He lived by faith in God, and God was the object of his faith. Enoch believed in the true and living God of the scripture. He lived for God. He sought to please God at any cost. He had an unwavering faith in God. He had uncompromising obedience to God. He had unwavering faith and uncompromising obedience to God. Friend, do you love Jesus? Is he the object of your faith? Do you seek to please him like Enoch at any cost? And do you, my friend, possess an unwavering faith and an uncompromising obedience to Jesus Christ alone? Enoch was a man of faith. And oh, how we need people, saints, Christians in the Lord's church to be people of faith to the glory of God, believing in God, trusting in him, hoping in him, looking to him, serving him. Number two, Enoch pleased God by having an inner longing to hear his voice. He pleased God because he had an inner longing to hear God's voice. Listen, without hearing God, you cannot please him. Psalm 66 Verses 19 through 20 says, come in here, all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth and he extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. In other words, you harboring sin in your heart, you're hiding sin in your heart. You have evil intents in your heart. You can talk all you want. The Lord is not listening to you. The Lord does not hear a rebellious, contrary, stubborn, sinful heart. He says, verse 18, if I regard iniquity, iniquity means sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Verse 19, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. The Gospel of John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. If you belong to God, you will hear him. And hearing God means you obey God. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Stop saying you are hearing God, but your life is contrary to what the word of God is saying. My sheep, those who belong to me, listens to me. And I know them and they follow me. 
So Enoch pleased God by having an inner longing to hear his voice. And some of you are hearing everything but God. You're hearing people. You're hearing what's going on in the media. You're hearing about politics. You're hearing about bad news. You're hearing what your relatives are saying. You're listening to gossip. You're listening to all kinds of little things you ought not even have in your hearing. You're listening to music you ought not be listening to. But where is the listening to God? Thirdly, how did Enoch please God? From the moment Enoch came into a relationship with his God, the whole of Enoch's life was one of acceptable worship because he sought to please God with all his heart. I reiterate, from the moment Enoch came into a relationship with his God, the whole of Enoch's life was one of acceptable worship because he sought to please God with all of his heart. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. When you live for God, when you commune with God, when you talk to God, when you listen to God, then you are worshiping God. Some of you think you don't worship until you get to the house of God, but your whole life ought to be spiritual worship. Worship is a lifestyle. No, no, you don't just go to church to worship. Listen, worshiping is your lifestyle. You worship God in your talk, your behavior, where you go, what you do, what you don't do. That's right, in your decisions. All of that is a sum total of worshiping God. It is your spiritual worship. You ought to worship God in the restroom. You ought to worship God at school. You ought to worship God on your job. You ought to worship God in your car. You ought to worship God with your spouse. You ought to worship God with your family. You ought to worship God with your grandchildren. When you go walking, you ought to be worshiping God. When you're exercising, you ought to be worshiping God. When you're eating, you ought to be worshiping God. Then you'll eat better. That's right. Everything should be an act of worship. To our God. You don't go to church to worship. You ought to be worshiping as you come into the Lord's house. Matter of fact, if you worship before you get here, you're talking about an explosion in the house of God. Sometimes people come to the Lord's house. Well, I didn't feel nothing. I ain't see nothing. Well, because you didn't bring nothing. You didn't bring nothing. You brought your little sour self in here. All disgruntled and all your little meanie. That's what you are. This little meanie. You're bitter. You, you, know, you act like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You talk about nothing happening. Nothing happening because your heart's not right. Let the Lord transform your heart. Let him stir up your heart. Come in here hot. And I say, when you bring your fire and this side bring their fire and you bring your fire, I bring my fire to choir. The choir not have to sing you happy. You ought to come in here shouting. You come to realize who God is to you and where he's brought you from. Listen, you ought to come in here shout. What are you talking about? Listen, I'm happy. God's got a hold to me. That's right. I don't need nobody to sing me happy. I think myself happy. You ever start thinking about God? You start thinking about who he is and where he brought you from? How he delivered you? How he saved you, how he emancipated you, how he sanctified you, and all of a sudden you just get happy in the Lord because you just thought yourself happy. 
That's right. Nobody have to pump you up. We don't have to do orchestrated praise. That's right. You don't have to stimulate me. The word of God stimulates me. The spirit of God ignites my fire. He is my fire. Enoch, how did he please God? Number four, Enoch pleased God this way. Enoch did not seek to please relatives, friends, of the influential people of his day. He sought to please God alone. That's how he could walk with God. That's how he could live for God. My friends, you need to write down every insight that, I, that I'm sharing with you today because this is a wicked culture. And some of you haven't walked with God in so long. Some of you started out walking with God and you stopped along the way. And some of you never started because you're not even saved. Enoch did not seek to please relatives. He could walk with God because he didn't seek to please his friends or the influential people of his day. He sought to please God alone. Acts chapter 5 verse 29 says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. You got to obey God. And you know, sad commentary is my friend. A whole lot of churches won't let the pastor preach from the scripture, the whole counsel of God. That's right. And they treat him like a little puppet on a string to the demise of the church. Listen, I'd rather be put out preaching the gospel than to stay there and please men and go to hell with the folks. Won't y'all say amen? We need people who believe God. We need preachers and deacons and counselors. We need children and youth workers and Sunday school teachers who live to please God. If Sunday school teachers are walking with God, counselors are walking with God, the media ministry is walking with God, those who sing, uh, I got a new walk, I got a new talk, because Jesus has changed my life. Stop singing if you're not walking with him. Then we will have a holy church to the glory of almighty God. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For do I now persuade men of God? For do I now persuade men of God? Or do I seek to please men? Hmm? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Listen, there are people that Satan will use to get in your way of walking with God. Your relatives can get in the way. That's why God has to many times move you from your relatives. Sometimes he got to move you a long way from them. That's right. Your relatives can have too much access and too much power and too much control over your life. You're more committed to mama and daddy and sisters and brothers, but you got to forsake all to follow Jesus. That's right. Uh, you let friends and people you tell you, tell you what you should and should not do instead of letting God cultivate within you from the scripture, the mind of Christ. Don't you let anyone come into your life and talk down your relationship with God. Don't let influential people have more of a voice in your life than your God. Just because they're influential, that didn't give them a right to control your life. That's right. Listen, you can't run with everybody and walk with God. You cannot do it. Influential people, listen, 
Men and them, for the most part, are away from God. You can have influence and not be walking with God. That's right. Your influence doesn't mean you have intimacy with God. Sometimes it can, but, but not, most times it doesn't. Uh, so so Enoch did not seek to please relatives, friends, or influential people of his day. He sought to please God. And a whole lot of you would be further along in your walking with God if you just stop listening to people and start listening more to God. Some of y'all talk more on the telephone than you do with God. Y'all getting quiet now. Where's the amen? Some of y'all spend more time on the internet than you do talking with God. Some of y'all listen to, look at television for hours and hours and hours. You go to sleep with it, wake up, and God has not spoken to you. God has not spoken to you. And so there needs to be some blessed subtractions in your life so you can get to God. People will cloud your judgment and they will mess up your life. Matter of fact, if you're walking with God, you make better decisions. That's right. Some of you married the wrong person because you weren't walking with the Lord. That's right. The divorce rate will go down if you start walking with God. As a matter of fact, God will overrule your errors if you husband say, well, I don't know if she or he from the Lord. Well, you've been married 10 years now, too late. You start walk, walking with God, God will overrule a whole lot of things. That's right. And he'll work your mistakes uh, for his glory and your good. Just make up your mind that you hubby, you hubby and you wise out there. Uh, I, I know, I don't know if it was from God, but, but we together now, if we start walking with him, God will work some things out anyhow. Anyhow. Won't y'all say amen? Anyhow God is able to make good out of your mistakes to the glory of almighty God. Number five, listen, Enoch pleased God with his holy conduct. He pleased God with his character, he pleased God with a holy lifestyle, which brought a stinging rebuke in a godless culture around him. Enoch pleased God with his holy conduct, his holy character, lifestyle, which brought a stinging rebuke on a godless culture around him in his day. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verses 19 and 20 says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. I repeat, Enoch pleased God with his holy conduct, holy character, holy lifestyle, which brought a stinging rebuke in a godless culture around him. In other words, my friends, once you have been genuinely born again, the light of Christ should be shining through you. Those who practice evil around you do not want to have anything to do with you because they do not want their wicked deeds exposed by the light of Christ emanating from you. That's right. You know, once you start, once you get saved and start walking with God, those who are bent on hell, bent on rebellion, your lifestyle convicts them, makes them uncomfortable, make them shun you, put you down. And even sometimes you lose jobs, sometimes you lose family, sometimes you lose friends. But so be it. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. 
That's right. It, it, it costs to walk with God. And when you start living holy, the light of Christ in you will expose their darkness to the extent that they don't want to have anything to do with you because they get too convicted by your holy living. And if they leave you because of your love for Christ, then so be it. So be it. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Listen, you ought, you ought to be uncomfortable running around unsafe folk, especially when they are leading you to do wrongly instead of your righteous life affecting them for righteousness. Now, the other side is to put yourself in a holy huddle and don't have any ungodly, ungodly folk around you. Then that's bad too because you, then, then how can you witness? How can you witness? You know, you, you don't just dump everybody out of your life. Now, some people need to be out of your life if they're influencing you for evil instead of you influencing them for righteousness. If you that weak, you need to get away. Won't y'all say amen? You see, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, but what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Light and darkness just doesn't go together. You cut the light on, what happens? The darkness goes away. Listen, my friends, you're either resisting or opposing sin or you are accommodating it. Which one are you doing? You're either resisting and you're either opposing sin or you are accommodating it, which one are you doing? Are you resisting and standing against sin and you're resisting temptation or are you accommodating it? Well, the close of this message, I submit to you, if you fail to call sin for what it really is, your life will be full of it. Did you get what I just said? If you fail to call sin for what sin really is, then your life will be full of sin. Sin is not a mistake. It's not failure. You didn't just slip in the sin. No, you went, you purposely sinned. You didn't accidentally sin. You didn't slip in it. You went with your eyes wide open. And why did you sin? Because you liked it. sin. Feels good. Didn't feel good, wasn't enticing. You wouldn't do it. That's right. Feels good to the flesh. But the consequences will whip you on the head. That's right. If you fail to call sin for what it really is, your life will be full of sin. Sin is not mistakes. It is not failures. You don't just slip into sin. And now they're softening the terminology so that you don't feel the impact of sin. They're giving these little sweet lubby-dubby titles Satan is kind of lulling you to sleep with these soft words that don't convince. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Many call pride today self-esteem. Those who murder the unborn, they call them pro-choice. Instead of pro-choice, isn't that a nice word instead of saying murder? Homosexuals are called gays are living the alternative lifestyle. Isn't that cute? Adultery is called an affair. I don't see the word affair nowhere in the Bible, but I do see adultery all the way through it. Huh? 
Fornication is called promiscuity. Prostitutes are called call girls or escorts. Gambling is called lottery. And witchcraft is called psychics. You call it witchcraft, you would be messing with psychics. That's right. You call it psychics. Well, that's, that's cute. I'm not seeing it. Witchcraft. That's what you're doing. You're messing with sinful stuff that leads one to hell. My friend, you need to make up your mind today to use God's vocabulary and not man's. The Bible calls sin, sin. Did y'all hear me? The Bible calls sin, what? Sin. That's right. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. The wages, the payment of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Sin, sin, sin. First John 5, 17, 8 says, all unrighteousness is what? Sin. First John 3, 8, 8 says, he who sins is of the devil. Ooh, that's right. You lying, you being a bold-faced liar, you of the devil. He said, no, you're you not of God. God is the God of truth. Huh? You sleeping with somebody that you're not married to, you of the devil. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You walking around here and you loaded with pride. Nobody can tell you nothing. You're strong-willed. You're sassy. You're of the devil. A rebellious child that continually rebel against God, rebel against parental authority, that's not of God. That's of the devil. And that kind of spirit needs to be chasing out of a child. That's right. We, listen, a whole lot of stuff is of the devil. That's right. Pe- people murdering people. You like that incident where the popcorn was thrown on that man the other day? Y'all saw that? And then the, the man shot the other man in the movie uh, because he hit that popcorn thrown, thrown in his face. And, uh, that's of the devil. You know, now, mind you, the man shouldn't have thrown the popcorn. You be careful about throwing popcorn on people. Okay? All right. All right. You get somebody bump your back of your car. Don't you, how you do that to my car? You you don't know who? Pooh. You don't, you better be cool. You better be calm. And you better be in the Holy Ghost. Because the truth be told, you don't know who you talking to. That man never thought when he threw that popcorn in that man's face, the man had a gun that would blow his brains out. You can die in a movie. This is a crazy society. And to make things even crazier, they legalize the marijuana in Colorado as if they don't have enough crazy folk already up there. Sin. Legalizing sin. Sin. Be sure your mistakes will find you out. 
Be sure your what? Sin will find you out. If you are sinning, I don't care how long you say you've been a Christian or whatever, you of the devil. And we got some devils in the house. If you can sin and you can go to sleep and don't even need drugs to help you sleep. You can lay down and be sweet in your sleep. Doesn't even bother you. Doesn't affect you. And you can get up the next morning and go sin some more. That's a good sign that you're not saved. Because once you've been born again, the Holy Ghost who live in you won't let you get comfortable with yourself. Uh, listen, you get disturbed. You get agitated. You're not at yourself. You, you know, the Holy Spirit will bother you because the Holy Ghost can't stand sin. He's so grieved that he begins to mess you up. And you stay out of order until you bow down on bending knees and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. You start crying out to God. Help me. Save me. Father, I was wrong. I, I sinned against you. Lord, redeem me from this sin. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this lie, over this homongery, over this gambling, over this pride, over this cheating, over this stealing, over this sleeping around and not being married to the person. Live in hellions. Be sure your sins will find you out. And Enoch walked with God. Are you walking with God? If not, it behooves you to start living for God today. And all God's children say it. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683.